the history of the Victorian age will never be written. We know too much about it. Lytton Strachey Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we're not looking at a person or an event, but rather an entire era, one that stretched from June 20th, 1837 to January 22nd, 1901. This was, of course, the years of the reign of Queen Victoria of England, and we'll be debunking some common myths about the age that bears her name. Now, after Queen Victoria herself, perhaps the greatest figure of the Victorian age was Charles Dickens. He wrote his first novel, The Pickwick Papers, in 1836, the year before Victoria ascended the throne. And he died in 1870, roughly midway through her reign. If we remembered that time solely for him and his books, we'd be doing well. However, what the period is most remembered for today is sex, or the lack of it. And that's what we'll be debunking as far as myths today. Starting out, with regard to sex, the Victorians were not nearly as repressed as the history books like to tell you. While we are more open, some would say far more too open, about sex and intimacy today, the Victorians were nowhere near the prudes that history has branded them. It is true that, officially at least, people of the time were warned to confine sex to the purpose of procreation. That worked about as well then as it does now, but at least in the mid to late 19th century, there were a couple of good reasons. Syphilis was rampant and pretty much untreatable, and the number of women who died in childbirth was very high. But the facts of the time shatter the repression myth pretty quickly. One of the key statistics proving this regards prostitution. Prostitution was widespread, especially in the large cities like London and Liverpool. Estimates say there may have been close to 80,000 prostitutes in London alone in the 1890s, at a time when London's population was 5.5 million. Assuming a roughly 50-50 male-to-female population ratio, that's one prostitute for every 34 men in the city. Today, it's estimated there are roughly the same number, 72,800, sex workers in the entire United Kingdom, out of a total population of 66 million. Using that same 50-50 male-to-female split, that's now one prostitute for every 906 men. If the Victorians were as prudish as we portray them, those numbers should have flipped. Number two, and maybe actually more important than number one, Queen Victoria herself is often used as the poster child of the supposed sexual repression of the age that bears her name. The quote most often attributed to her, close your eyes and think of England, was supposedly given as advice to wives when they had sex with their husbands. But Victoria never said it. The first recorded instance of the phrase comes from the journal of a lady Hillingdon about having sex with her husband. And it was written in 1912, 
11 years after Victoria died. In reality, Victoria was no prude, nor was she as humorless as we've been told. She and her husband, Prince Albert, had nine children over the course of their 21-year marriage, and she wrote of her wedding night that, quote, I never, never spent such an evening, end quote, and that, quote, to press my lips to his is heavenly bliss, end quote. The image we have of her as a humorless and prudish figure stems in large part from this very passionate love for Albert. When he died tragically of typhoid fever in December of 1861, Victoria was consumed with grief that lasted until her own death 40 years later. She wore only black during that time, and as photography didn't become widespread until the latter part of her reign, pretty much all of the images we have of her are in black. Finally, and maybe most surprisingly, pornography, or erotica if you prefer, was widespread in Victorian times. Holywell Street in London was well known for its many pornographic bookshops, and the 1857 Obscene Publications Act did little to halt business, simply driving it underground. There were two basic categories into which erotica of the time fell. Works where sexual desire was implied, as in Oscar Wilde and even some of Dickens, and explicit works that we would see as erotica even today. Some catchy titles from that time include The Romance of Lust, My Secret Life, and Venus in Furs. And it wasn't just in print. The advent of photography saw the immediate depiction of nudity as another art. And many of these erotic prints were sold on Holywell Street, right alongside the erotic literature. Now there are other myths about the sexuality of the Victorian age, such as the idea that they covered piano legs because they were sexually suggestive, and that Prince Albert had a genital piercing. Both of these are false. Perhaps the best debunking of the notion of Victorian repression comes from a few quotes in A Victorian Lady's Guide to Life by Elspeth Marr. Here are a couple. Quote, Your nakedness is the work of God the Creator. Let men admire it and grow religious between the sheets. End quote. She also said, quote, Sex is like bread. What would life be without it? A dull business indeed. End quote. And finally, though not sex-related, one that really fits this podcast quite well. She said, quote, History is not what happened, but what you are told has happened, irrespective of what is true. End quote. That seems like a fine quote to end on. I hope you have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.